Hey everybody, welcome to Chuck Yates Needs a Job, the podcast. In a first, we have somebody on the podcast that works for ExxonMobil. This has not happened before. Really? Nicole Gonzalez, welcome on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. So did you tell them at Exxon you're going to be on the podcast? No. Okay. (laughs) Exxon, don't listen to this. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So this is kind of cool. Because, you know, back in the day, the late night TV shows, what would happen is you'd have Johnny Carson or David Letterman. They'd tell a few jokes. They'd have a band on. And the guests would come on. And the guests would always have something they're promoting. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like sitting here going, oh, my gosh, Chuck Yates needs a job. The podcast has made it because you're coming on promoting. Yes. I like this. I like this. But before we get to what you're promoting... How did you get into the oil and gas business? Okay. Well, I got into the oil and gas business. It's a long story, actually. Yeah, we got plenty of time. (laughs) The cameras are rolling. I've got a full Diet Coke. I'm ready to go. Yes, full bottle of water here. Um, So my journey in this career path actually started in middle school, if you can believe it or not. I was an eighth grader, and my science teacher, she had heard about a program called Geoforce Texas. It's a geology outreach program at the Jackson School of Geosciences at UT Austin. And she goes, you know, there's this awesome geology outreach program for high school students and you should apply. And I said, okay, because I loved math and science. And um, I particularly loved this segment, um, like in class when we were learning about rocks and the rock cycle and earth and plate tectonics. And she thought, well, I think this would be a really great opportunity for you. So I went ahead, applied, didn't think much of it, got accepted. And essentially the program, how it works is for four years, every summer, I got to go out somewhere in the United States and study geology. So we traveled to Florida. We traveled to Oregon. Fayetteville? Fayetteville. Did you go see the outcropping of the Fayetteville shell in Fayetteville? I don't know, actually. You're not a real geologist <laughs> in, until know. you take a family vacation and do that. All right, keep going. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's totally fine. But no, we got to go to so many cool places. I got to go to the Grand Canyon for the first time, Zion National Park, Crater Lake National Park. Um, I got to go up to the Appalachian region. So um, it was just such a great opportunity. Every summer I got to study geology and the program was sponsored by oil and gas companies. And the oil and gas companies would send sponsors out on the trips with us. And so a couple of the sponsors were from Exxon, BP, Chevron. And um, yeah, they would just come out and tell us like what they did. They're like, I'm a geologist. I'm a sedimentologist. I'm a geophysicist. And we would just get and to And they like, didn't put you to sleep? No. Geologists normally put me to sleep. Really? No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I thought it was so interesting because we were looking at the outcrops. We were out in the field. We were getting dirty, you know, just seeing everything firsthand. And then they would walk us through it. So sometimes they would give lectures. Um, but most of the time they were just kind of along for the ride and you know, they would ask us like what our interests were and, um, you know, what we wanted to be when we grow up. And and they weren't like necessarily trying to to like influence you per se, but they were just interested in getting to know us. And then over time, I remember it was my third summer. We were in Oregon. I was at Crater Lake National Park. 
And I thought, this is beautiful. Like, I, I want to do this. Like, I want to be out in the field. I want to be a geologist. Um, and so that's kind of where I started to think, well, maybe I can actually do this. And there was actually a female um, sponsor from BP. And she was, I thought she was so cool. She was a sedimentologist and a stratigrapher. And I was like, I want to be like her. And so <laughs> this is like an awesome story. So yeah. what's the name of this program and does it still exist? It does. It still exists. It's called Geoforce Texas. Um, and it's with the Jackson School of Geosciences at UT Austin. And they target certain schools in the Houston area. And they also have a program that runs out of Southwest Texas as well. And they also have one that runs out of Austin. I think it's called STEM Force now. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you're yeah. out during the summer licking rocks because yeah. every good geologist mm-hmm. knows how to lick rocks. Yes. And you say, boom, I'm going to college. And do you? Well, sort of. <laughs> so, All right. Yes. Didn't mean to interrupt the story. Keep no, going. no, sort of. So, you know, it was in the summer. It's a week in the summer. And um, and but so, yeah, it's a week in the summertime and it's super fun. We get to go out there. It's all paid, sponsored by these oil and gas companies, get to meet all these people in the industry. Um, But then I was going to a medical professions high school because my mom's a doctor and I always thought I wanted to be a physician. And so I was kind of wrestling with, well, I kind of still want to be a doctor, but I really like this geology thing. Like, I love the outdoors. Um, And so it wasn't until. You know, it's until senior year when you start deciding, okay, where am I going to go to college? What am I going to major in? What am I going to do? My mom was like, well, you could still do pre-med, but you could be a geology major and you can study geoscience and just tack on the extra classes you need for medical school. And I thought, okay, yeah, that sounds great. Because I think I also thought in my head, like, that would be unique, right? Like a geologist doctor <laughs> of sorts. Like, I thought Curing that, rocks. Yeah, I thought yeah. that would be kind of cool. Like you don't get a lot of uh, medical students that major in geoscience is what I was thinking. So I said, okay. Um, but I went to the University of Colorado Boulder, which is an awesome school f- to study geoscience. And of course, after my first intro to geology class, I called her and I said, I'm going to be a geologist. And more specifically, I'm going to be a petroleum geologist. I want to work in the oil and gas industry um so yeah that's and they didn't arrest you in boulder i would have thought they would have arrested you in boulder (laughs) well yeah that's true the department there is a lot more environmentally focused and so um there weren't a whole lot of like petroleum geology or like exploration courses i did change that while i was there myself and a couple yeah myself and a couple other students we we really push for economic geology classes and actually um, someone who used to teach at Exxon for like 25 years, she actually stepped up. She's on her board. I don't know if she's still on the board, but she volunteered herself and she ended up teaching an intro to petroleum geology class. And oh. I took her that that class. Yeah. So you're a rabble rouser, a geologist. That's <laughs> awesome. So so I come from a long line of doctors. Yeah. So my great grandfather, John Sidney Yates, was the only doctor down in Rosenberg, Texas for years. And my grandfather, Charles Sr., doctor radiologist dad was a radiologist i faint at the sight of blood so mm-hmm. it just it stopped with me <laughs> at least <laughs> it, there's a really funny story my grandmother was in a car wreck and they rushed her to st joseph hospital in downtown houston because yeah. that's where my dad was okay and she's in the emergency room laying on a table and I come running, and I was over at Rice at the time, mm-hmm. and you got the phone call from my mom, so I run down there to take charge, right? Yeah. You know, so I, like, show up in that emergency room, and I'm like, oh, who's in charge here, blah, blah, blah. And I look over, and I see my grandmother, and she has blood on her head. Oh, no. I passed out. 
Oh gosh. And uh, I kind of woke up to some nurses working with me and my grandmother's laying there on the table. Will you make sure my grandson's all right first? I'll be <laughs> fine. But yeah, that was that was my medical career. It's not not happening. So uh, so graduate and then you go work as at Exxon? Was Exxon first job or was there another step? No, there were a couple other steps, you know. So I went to Boulder and um well, I wasn't sure. So I I well I'll pause. Um, I knew I wanted to be um, I knew I wanted to be a geoscientist in the oil and gas industry, but I also wanted to try a couple other things out first. So I did research while I was um, in undergrad and I also interned at the Texas Commission for Environmental Quality in Austin, Texas, um, kind of doing more environmental work. And um, after those experiences, I knew I was I wanted to to work and try the oil and gas industry. So I actually interned at Hillcorp Energy Company um, the summer after I graduated from grad school. Oh, yeah, because I missed that step. So after Boulder, I went and got my master's at the University of Texas at Austin because. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I think so if you're an engineer, you can kind of just go into the industry without a graduate degree. But as a geoscientist, you need a master's or a Ph.D. So. I did research in undergrad, and then I was like, okay, I need to go get my master's because I want to work in oil and gas. And so I went to the University of Texas at Austin, um, which was wonderful. And once I graduated from there, I got an internship at Hillcorp Energy Company, and that was really great. I learned a ton, got to work on the Rocky Mountain Asset Team, um, learned about the industry because I always like I knew about it from talking to the sponsors that had joined us on those geoforce trips. But it's a completely different experience when you're actually like there, like right. on the job. And there's so much like just the vocabulary and and all the technical things. It's just it's a whole different world. So what is it? What does a geology intern do? Yeah. At Hill Corp, like a specific like actual piece of work. I have no clue. Well, so they give you a project. And there it was really interesting because I was the geology intern, but I was paired with a reservoir engineering intern. And so together, we tackled this project. And we were basically given an asset, a field um, in Wyoming. And they were like, work it up. Like, find find more oil, basically. Oh, cool. (laughs) They were like... <clears throat> we want to hear your recommendation at the end of the summer, like whether we should drill something new, whether we should, you know, go after a target, like a an interval, a specific interval or um, yeah, what would like add value. That was basically what they told us. The and don't worry about it. We bought it cheap enough that we've already made money. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no, exactly. Knowing, knowing, knowing it was just exactly it was yeah. just add value. Um, be creative, work together, and so what'd y'all conclude? This is this is awesome. Yeah, no, it was good. Actually, we were the first intern pair to look at this particular field. No one at the company had looked at it. It had been recently acquired, and so um, that was a challenge in itself because no one really knew about it, and we had to do a lot of data digging and organization. Um, but yeah, we made some good recommendations. It was, it was pretty good. Like we were, I forgot how much oil we thought there was going to be, but, 
or gas. We were, it was well, you're gas. The, you're the geologist, so you were just saying billions, right? I well, mean, no, these fields geolo- are pretty small. These fields are pretty small the compared geologist to- geologist has never quantified anything. It's all just <laughs> it's a, qualitative. Yeah, it's exactly. all about the maps. The engineer, the engineer you know, is being the buzz, buzzkill over there. Yeah. Saying, no, 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 no. Right, the engineer had all the the numbers and how much it's going to cost and what the payout's going to be. Um, no, but I think we said something like 300,000 barrels or i guess that's not insignificant yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's not bad oh that's very cool so 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 you interned there and then what'd you get to so then i interned there and um i was looking for a job so after my internship i was like okay this is what i want to do i was pretty sure that i wanted to be in the oil and gas industry and so um i was looking for a job and i actually found myself at image because image is the first kind of event in the geoscience energy world that happens. And that was the nice tie-in on how you're promoting the uh, the image (laughs) conference. I love that you just dropped it. You're almost as good as me name dropping my celebrity encounters, but not quite as good. Oh, celebrity encounters. I'm the worst. Like (laughs) if there's a celebrity within a three mile radius, I have a radar that goes off. Yeah. And within 20 minutes, I'll have the selfie with them. That's amazing. Oh, that's 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 my that's my supernatural power. I wish I I could do that. I don't know. Sometimes if I see, I've seen a couple of famous people growing up being from Burbank, California. Like I've seen I've run into a couple of famous people and I always see them and I always think to myself, should I bother them? Should I get a photo? And then my grandma's always it's like, not even a question. Yeah, my grandma's my like, no, go over there, get a photo with them. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the so. What uh, we used to do, me and my uh, me and my brother, we would play the game. What do you say to a celebrity when you meet them? Mm-hmm. And the, the genesis of this whole game, where it started, is and this is years ago. You're not going to get any of these references because you're way too young. But I'll tell the story anyway. Okay. We were at the Continental Lounge at Bush. So before United, they merged with United. Okay. It was Continental Airlines. And the way you you got into the Continental Lounge, you went down a long hall and mm-hmm. then it turned right and there was another long hall and the lounge was here. Okay. So literally at the L shape of that, uh, going into the lounge, my brother and I bump into Peter Noon. You have no idea who Peter Noon is, do you? No. He was the lead singer of Herman's Hermits, which was a 60s pop band. Okay. And they had multiple big hits, but the, the, or, so one of them was, I'm into something good. Ooh, you might've heard that song. Anyway, but (laughs) one of their hit songs was Henry VIII. um, And the whole song is, he married the widow next door. She'd been married seven times before and everyone had been Henry. So Henry VIII, I am, I am. And uh, so anyway, we bump into Peter Noon and I don't know what got into my brother, but he just kind of went crazy. He started screaming that song at the top of his lungs. Henry VIII, I am, I am. Peter Noon freaked out. (laughs) I'm sure. What's wrong? I kind of freaked out. And I usually have a very high tolerance for awkwardness. So anyway, I freak out. Peter Noon runs back into the Continental Club and me and my brother just follow him and jay's like she would not marry a dick or a sam so anyway that kind of always sparked the okay what do you say to a celebrity when you bump into him right and the ultimate pinnacle mm-hmm. of uh that story was uh i was in the san jose airport and oj simpson was there and, oh, oh yeah. wow and this is like you know was this like pre-scandal this is post-scandal okay 
So anyway, I went up to OJ. Hey, OJ, I'm a really big fan. I just want you to let you know. I kind of pull him aside <laughs> and I go, I got a line on the real killers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Looked at me, freaked out, and ran off. But uh, So I didn't get my picture That's with OJ. Good, but though. other than that, I'm really good at getting. So you go to my Facebook page. It's me and celebrities. That's yeah, pretty I'm cool. Just, yeah. I don't know what it is. My uh, my my best friend Fish says I have the most amazing celebrity radar because I like sea level actress in a reality show from twelve years ago. I don't know who she is. I'm over there. That's so, so cool, and you just run into them just randomly. Oh like, yeah, at events and things. Yeah, whenever you see them. I and cool, and, yeah. and it, it, it actually is fun to go because you know you're bugging them. And that's, yeah, that's kind of shitty. You hate to do that. Yeah, but you know. Um, but it's part of their job. It's part of their job. It's part <laughs> it comes of comes their... with the territory, right? Exactly. Exactly. The uh... as long as you don't like belt their song out like in the middle, <laughs> Freak of, them out. <laughs> in the middle but, of the airport. Yeah, but the so so there is that. It's cool to say something that makes them laugh. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of catches, kind of breaks the ice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The. Uh, I met Cindy Crawford one time. Oh, I bet she's really nice. Oh, she actually was. I, I kind of went up and I said, you know, I drank Diet Pepsi because of you. Because she had that famous Diet oh. Pepsi commercial. What'd she, she say? She laughed. She goes, all right, that's funny. <laughs> you, you, can get, <laughs> you can get your picture. Now get out of here. Oh, so. that's nice. Okay, that's last cool. celebrity thing. I don't know why we're talking about me. We should be talking about you. But anyway. <laughs> no, it's uh, okay. The worst celebrity encounter? Mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd. Do you know who Dan Aykroyd is? That sounds familiar, is? but where okay, is he? Okay, so he's a he's a from or what's he he, he started off on Saturday Night Live. Okay, he's an actor. He was in Doctor Detroit. He was in the Blues Brothers. He oh, was one of the okay. two singers. He was Jake Elwood in the Blues Brothers. Okay, and all that. He uh, he and uh, Ed started the House of Blues. I okay. mean, he's the one that, that started that chain. Mm -hmm. So when the opening of the House of Blues in Houston shows up, Dan Aykroyd's there. And there's like a little reception beforehand. And so there are like 10 of us. Mm -hmm. and Dan Aykroyd. And I walk up and I go, hey, I'm a big, huge fan. I love Dr. Troy. And he goes, what, what in the fuck do you want? And I was like, um, oh, uh, okay. A photo? <laughs> I go, can I, can I get a photo? He goes, you have 30 seconds. And oh I was gosh. like, uh, okay. And I start reaching. He goes, 27, 26, 25. Wow. And so I get the camera out. We take the picture. Is he looking at the camera? Oh, my God. You would think we're best friends. Oh. We look like we are best friends in all this. I go, click. He says, get the fuck out of here. Oh, my gosh. I was like, all right. There we go. Dang. There we go. Maybe he was having a bad day. But maybe. Maybe so. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe so. All right. All so right. anyway, we've talked way too much about uh, celebrities. So you were name dropping Image. Yes. So tell us what Image is. Okay. Image is a joint energy conference between the American Association of Petroleum Geologists and the Society of Exploration Geophysicists. So they, these two organizations. It sounds like a party, but it's, <laughs> I'm kidding. It is a party. I'm no, kidding. it's actually a really big party. Um, so both of these organizations put together, um, I think it might be the largest energy conference in the world. Now, really? I don't know. Don't quote me on yeah, that. But it's it. quite big. Nobody's fact-checking um, <laughs> Chuck Yates needs <laughs> yes, a job the podcast. I'm not, I don't know if it's like that, that big, but it's, it's very big. Um, and you've got companies that sponsor it you've got an exhibition hall with so many booths all the company so sponsors it? it's it's in houston it is it's in houston it's at the george r brown convention okay. center um it's not always in houston i think 
I don't know the whole history of it, but before both of these organizations had their like respective conferences and they thought, hey, we should just come together, be one, and it'll be even better. And so um, I think the conference is set to be in Houston for the next three years. It was okay. in Houston last year okay. as well. Um, so it's at the George R. Brown, which kind of tells you how big the conference is yeah. because it's a huge space. Um, but yeah, it's just a bunch of oil and gas companies um, that come together and they're there to showcase research, uh, new technology. Um, you've is got, it open to the public? I mean, you so need- you have to register for it, and registration can be kind of pricey. Okay. Um, so I don't think it's quite open to the public. I got you. But theoretically, if you're willing to pay for a ticket, you can yes. buy a ticket and come. Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If you want to buy so a ticket. so you're going to walk around the George R. Brown and mm-hmm. see research? and Yeah, there's research. You've got graduate students that come and present their research. So we've got a poster session, um, multiple poster sessions. There's also a series of talks. So, you know, if you... Um, our researcher in geoscience or geophysics, you can give a talk or a poster. Um, there's different workshops and field trips that also are put on and happen, I think, after the conference. Um, and there's different networking events going on, so early career networking events, um, icebreakers. We're having a geology of beer event that's going to be really fun. Of beer. Yeah, actually, the women's network, the AAPG Women's Network, is putting it on with a couple other. Um, sponsors, but that's going to be happening concurrently with the conference on so Thursday. Like, like what happens at the geology of beer? Are we tasting various beers? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. So the APG Women's Network has a series called the Geology of Series, and they've done it a few times, and it's all been virtual because of the pandemic. So we've done the geology of coffee, the geology of cheese and wine, and at the conference. Well, it's not going to be at the conference, but it's going to happen um, near the conference. They're going to have the geology of beer. And How so- have I not gotten invited to this? You know, I hate to <laughs> name drop, but I was the celebrity judge at uh, the the Sipes Chili Cookoff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's not like a like a taste testing a competition or anything like that. But it's just I think we're going to have an expert, like a like a beer expert beer and then like a geologist that i don't know what they're called honestly but i don't either they're partnering with a brewery and there's going to be someone from that brewery that's going to come and kind of talk about how they brew their beer and kind of the science behind beer making and and then how that ties into geoscience Boy, that's a stretch I'd love to hear. (laughs) No, so, okay, so when is the conference? So the conference is August 28th to September 1st. Okay. It's five days, Monday through Friday. Gotcha, and it's Mm -hmm. at George R. Brown in Houston. You can go online, buy a ticket. Yes. uh, Open to the public, all that. When's the beer tasting thing? Is that open to the public? The beer tasting is- Or you have to get an invite. No, it's open to the public. You do have to register. It's being capped at 80 participants. So, and we just put out the advertising for it last Friday. Nice. um, So there you go, listeners. If you want in, you got the scoop here. Yeah, Geology of Beer. And I believe it's Thursday. Do you want me to check? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. let me check. I want to get this one right. Let's get the deets for the, the Geology of Beer event. Okay, so you know what uh, you know how you can tell when you're getting screwed by a geologist, right? They're wearing a tie. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's so true. Oh, no. That used to be how I would look at deals way back in the day. If the geologist walks in wearing a T-shirt and drew the map and like pencil, you know it's a good <laughs> you know prospect. Good. Yeah. Wearing a coat and tie, computer generated maps and all that, you know you're getting screwed somehow. How <laughs> well, big's that override again? Yeah, exactly. That's fair. So, yeah, the Geology of Beer event is happening on August 31st. So that's a Thursday from 3 to 5 at True Anomaly Brewing Company. Nice. So, There you go. The Geology of Beer. Yes. The event is limited to 80 registrants. And, yeah, it's our first in-person Geology of event. Nice. I like that. So definitely come out and support that. So what else do we need to know about, uh, about the image? Yeah, so I think, uh, so I'm actually on the steering committee for the conference. I'm the student and early career uh, professionals co-chair. So um, what that means is that I am basically trying to, my goal being the student and young professionals co-chair is to create a space for early career professionals. I want early career professionals to know that Image is a conference that is inviting to all young professionals and students and that they have a space at the conference. And so we're actually going to have an early career booth. And I don't know if there's been one in the past. It's definitely been a while, but we're going to have an early career booth in this central um, networking space. It's called the Gathering Place. And so we're going to have a booth there. We're also going to have um, the APG Women's Network and the SEG Women's Network is going to have a joint Women's Network booth. There's also going to be a DEI booth, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion booth. Um, and it's just going to be a really fun kind of central space. Is that where you let the engineers in too? Is that- <laughs> no, but it's going to be a really fun networking space with these booths. Um, and we're going to have uh, different speakers and panels um, and there's going to be chairs and stuff. So people can also just come out and hang out and get to know one another and connect. Um, I think we're going to have a couple geology influencers. Believe it or not, we're... Hold on. Yes. <laughs> this is not an oxymoron? No, no. There are a few... Who's a geologist? There's well, a couple. My, my friend Scott Leesberg. Do you know Scott Leesberg? I don't know Scott. He's, he's, a, he's a huge influencer on Twitter. Oh. And is a geologist. Is a geologist? There you go. No, I think there's a couple. Well, I don't know if they would consider that some. I think they're influencers because they're online and they've. I think they've got a pretty big. So, what does like a geologist influencer do online? Are they showing rock pictures? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, my understanding is that they are trying to bring geology to the masses. Like they're just trying to spread geoscience education and and just getting people to know what it is right because i feel like a lot of people don't know what geoscience is or what geologists do and so um the influencer that we're we're actually going to have um kate larson she's uh an influencer online i i know her through her tiktoks and she will yeah she'll have tiktoks where she talks about like plate tectonics and like what geoscience do and she even had a cool series where she was like, oh, if you're looking for engagement rings that aren't like you don't want a diamond engagement ring, like here are all these other minerals that you can like have as your are they cheaper? Diamond. Yeah, and they're cheaper and they're That's more sustainable and like environmentally friendly. And so 
Um, but yeah, she's going to be at the next conference. Time I, uh, next time I get married, I'm going to lead with that. <laughs> I got you a much more sustainable rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I think it's cool. So we're going to have her at the conference as well. Um, and she'll be there to and, and chat. She's on Instagram, Twitter. I think so. TikTok. Yeah, I yeah, I'm sure. I know her from TikTok because um, she has a bunch of videos on TikTok. But I'm sure you could find her on other. And say her media. name again. Kate Larson. Kate Larson, very cool. Because so I'm gonna go give a speech this Wednesday to the Petroleum Alliance of Oklahoma. Okay. And basically what I'm going to get up there and say is we really suck at storytelling as an industry. Sure. And I'm going to get on my soapbox and, <laughs> and do all that. And I think one of the things you just talked about that I think is really cool and it's going to be a big point I'm going to make on Wednesday is so many people would be interested mm -hmm. and would listen to us. You don't have to write a narrative like Gone with the Wind or War and Peace right. or anything. Just right. document. Sure. Literally just document. Hey, here's what we do. Mm -hmm. This is how this is how I draw this fault line. People will find that fascinating. Right. So Colin McClellan, who's CEO of Digital Wildcatters, mm -hmm. did a TikTok video on how a drill bit works. Yeah. I mean, like just literally yeah. simple and right. I will say this. We're really good at editing for TikTok and thrown in the music and all so it's a good video right 1.2 million views in the first week that's fantastic and the comments are like oh my god this is so cool i had no idea how this works mm -hmm. and uh, by the way i'm paranoid i was uh doing a podcast and a buddy of mine sent a picture he caught me like doing this oh. picking, picking my nose in the middle of the podcast he's like really chuck you should and i think it was just a swipe yeah but anyway now i'm paranoid now I'm like, you're paranoid. please edit that out oh yeah. no anyway no, but I think you're right. I think communicating what we do is really important. And so we're really excited to have her come on board and be a part of the conference because um, I think what she's doing is really important. You know, just telling people what what is a geologist? Yeah. Who is a geologist? Right. Like kind of also changing that narrative a little bit because we're trying to diversify geoscience um, and and bring more young people in because. I don't know. I just I think that, you know, I looked at numbers for the conference in the past and and there's just not a lot of young folks coming. And so part of like being being on the on the committee, um, I want to kind of bring in this new energy and say, hey, we've got all these really fun activities. We've got an early career networking event. We've got um, an early career speed mentoring event. Um, we've got the geology of beer event. I mean, there's just so many fun events going on that early career folks can can join and be a part of and get to know people right because it's all about growing your network learning about the industry and then um, you know meeting potential employers because like myself um, students and young professionals might be going to the conference you know interested to you know apply for jobs or look for opportunities and so um, I think image is the place to be if you want to do that um, and if you've already got a great job and you're in the industry, then still great opportunity to pay stop by. Yeah, just just stop come by, by. Pay it back. Help a help a youngster out. Yeah. The, um, this was interesting. So last summer, mm -hmm. I kind of got on a kick, and I never created the piece of content with it, but in just doing research, mm -hmm. I opened up Zoom rooms and just said, "Hey, if you're under 25." Come talk to me. If you're in energy, great. Yeah. If you're in technology and you didn't choose energy, right. just come talk to me. And I got a lot of feedback just 
because I wanted to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And the best story I heard is a 24-year-old Canadian engineer said, Chuck, you want me to just cut to the chase and tell you what's going on? I'm like, yeah, I'd love this. He goes, my first three years at university, mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and say their name, Suncor, uh, the big energy company up there. Suncor sent a 55-year-old white guy to come talk, and the name of the talk yeah. was Extracting Oil and Gas. <laughs> He said 10 people showed up mm -hmm. each year, 30 minutes into the presentation, half the room had left. There were five people left. Suncor might have hired one engineer a year. Right. said, my senior year, they sent a 27-year-old engineer who had grown up in India, mm -hmm. and he titled his presentation, Utilizing AI to Image the Subsurface. 200 people showed up because right. that sounded really cool. Right. The guy's opening remark was something like, holy cow, I've never talked to this many people before. This is crazy. <laughs> yes. You know, just something like that. And he was bouncing around the room and he's mm -hmm. full of enthusiasm and he's showing technology. Right. By the end of the talk, supposedly 400 people were in the room. Yeah. And it was just crazy. And Suncor hired like 15 or 20 engineers that year. So my point is, we're not that far off. Mm -hmm. You know, the industry is so defeatist in its outlook on content and right. trying to win the narrative and and discussions like this that we don't do anything mm -hmm. and it's like just talk about cool stuff exactly just connect on an cool emotional stuff. level mm -hmm. we don't want to hear facts and figures i agree yeah yeah and just you know there there are some people that are really great presenters really excited i mean that's what we need we need that energy like just get someone who's really passionate about what they do really excited to talk about their work because um, it's cool. It is I mean, cool. there's nothing. People can talk all they want about technology. There is nothing more mm -hmm. technologically advanced than oh, drilling down absolutely. a mile and three miles horizontally. Yes. I mean, that's tough. Right. No, and I think it's cool because it's not just extracting oil and gas. Like, we do so much more than just pull oil and gas out of the ground. You know, like um, energy companies, you know, even at Exxon, like we've got low carbon solutions. We've got all these different branches and we're always looking at ways to expand. And so um, even at Image, you know, like there's a lot of cool technology that is obviously used in the oil and gas industry. But, um, you know, now we're going to use it for like carbon capture utilization and storage. And that's something that's on people's minds. And, you know, that's going to be at the conference, too. And yeah, people aren't talking about it as much, you know, because, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I mean, we can rhetoric it mm -hmm. all we want to but at the end of the day your life expectancy doubles when you start using hydrocarbon of instead course. of burning dung mm -hmm. and wood yes so to sit there and tell the the rest of the world hey we got ours we're over here living a good life you guys don't get to have this i know the, the let them eat cake approach mm -hmm. to the energy transition is just not going to happen and quite frankly it's going to be really really bad for the world if we do that right and i'll get up on my soapbox again quite frankly we don't have the technologies i think today that we should be spending trillions and trillions of dollars mm -hmm. transitioning to because it's just not going to make that big a difference sure uh, we probably need to be developing newer technologies. The trillions probably ought to go into more research. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, at the end of the day, carbon capture is going to be the only path forward. Right. I mean, we're just not going to stop using hydrocarbons. Absolutely. And take the step back. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, when John Kerry decides to go live in a cave and burn fire in there, okay, <laughs> and Al Gore's right next to him and they're right. wearing fur, right. okay, yeah, then I'll believe that maybe we have a shot to take a step back in our lives, but that's not going to happen. I agree. No, I think I completely agree with that. Yeah. No. And it doesn't mean we don't take it seriously. It just right. means we be thoughtful about mm-hmm. this. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a this has really been cool. Now, when you're hanging out with Kate, the influencer at the beer event, <laughs> will you tell her to come on the podcast? I think it would be great to have her on the I podcast. I'd love to have her on the podcast. Yeah. It sounds really cool. Absolutely. I may go cyber stalk her online. You and, should. Yeah. She's got a lot of really cool videos. Um, but no, I, I think it's going to be great. I'm hoping that a lot more young people show up at the conference or just if you're in the early stages of your career. Is there a special rate for them? Can I politic there for is. the kids? Can there is. A little, a little, little rate, special rate? Yes, there is a special rate for students. Um, it can still be a little expensive. So what I recommend is you volunteer. Actually, Image will fully reimburse your registration if you volunteer at the conference. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so you can either volunteer, I think, at the poster session booth um, or at one of the pavilions because we're going to have a couple different themed pavilions. Uh, There's going to be talks and panels um, going on. So If you're a student, you want to come to the conference and you're looking at the prices online, you're saying this is a bit steep. If you pay for it and then you contact, um, I believe it's Rachel. um, Can we provide information somewhere for this? Yeah, exactly. We'll provide the information. So if you contact her and you sign up as a volunteer, then they will reimburse your registration. Oh, nice. So it's essentially free and then you get to come and, you know connect be a part of the conference which i think is a really great great opportunity for students and i hate to be somewhat dismissive of you right now and somewhat (laughs) condescending but you left out like the best part of image what's the best part of image i'm speaking yes of course of course i I wasn't sure if you were gonna say like the drinking or (laughs) because because if anybody knows geologists and geophysicists like we we love beer you do and in between all the sessions you've got like refreshments and you know all kinds of things so yeah no so i'm moderating a panel that has something to do with money i think so okay yeah do you know when that panel is going to be oh, well let me look at you're gonna panel. look i do laura palmer texted me and was like hey chuck will you come moderate this panel and i think well i don't i don't have it on my calendar but i'm sure if you look at the schedule you will it's see it's the on there yeah and i did have one request can my panel be at such a time that people can drink beer during the panel so that may be what? 8 30 in the morning but, <laughs> but maybe uh, maybe noon there maybe we go noon yeah time. it's a, it's five o'clock somewhere while we're talking about image and everything that's going to be offered there another thing is that i mentioned we're going to have an early career booth um, at the gathering place but Uh, Myself and my co-chair, Russell, we've put on a networking scavenger hunt, if you will. And so I know that sometimes if you've never been to a conference, if you're a student or an early career professional, you've never been to a conference, it could be a bit intimidating, especially one of this size. Like you go into the exhibition hall and there's just a lot going on, right? So many people, so many booths, and you're like, where do I start? How do I get to know people? So 
what we've done is we've created this little networking scavenger hunt where you come to the booth, you get a passport, and you go find the booths that are participating in our scavenger hunt. Um, we have a couple different ones. And at each of their booths, they're going to be hosting like a demo or a question or something to engage with you. And you can go up to them and they know you're going to be coming. So it's, you know, it's less nerve wracking. And you can spark a conversation with the representative at the booth about the demo or the question or whatever it is they've got going on. And then you can get your passport stamped. And if you get all the stamps and you come back to the booth and you give your passport, you'll be entered in a raffle. And then we're going to pull your name out and you'll get a prize. I love that. Can, mm -hmm. Have you printed out the list of all the uh, things on the passport yet? So it's not finalized. Okay, so, so I can't I'm gonna, share yet. I'm going to politic for this. <laughs> a selfie with Chuck Yates. Okay. Yes. Yes. Will you add that? We can add that. Okay. Absolutely. That, that's a track, good one. Track down Chuck Yates and get a selfie with Are him. Are you going to be at the conference on the other days or just sure. Thursday? Oh, well, I, I'm sure I'll be there a okay. fair amount during that time. Okay. That would be like a little bonus, like if people there can get go. it. Because we do want to try to, it's going to happen Monday what through we, Wednesday is what we're kind of hoping for. And what are we thinking prize? So the prize is actually really cool. We've got, um, have you ever seen those like geoid like book stands? Like if you've yeah. got, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, totally. And then also those uh, like geoid like candle holders or like geode coasters. It's actually really cool. Nice. Some of the prizes that we have. So you they're actually useful items that you can like put in your home and, and use. <laughs> it's not, but every participant will get a shark tooth. Nice. Yes. Let, let's do this. So ask Kate. Okay. Because she's going to come on the podcast. <laughs> so we'll do the podcast and then Kate and I will take uh, five random people to eat dinner at Uchi that night. Really? The, yeah, we'll draw five of the people that, yes, we'll do that. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah, on me. Okay. I'll do that. Really? Yeah, that way Kate has to go on the podcast. Oh my gosh, right? that would be fantastic. There we go. Okay, perfect. Cool. All righty, I love this. Yeah. This no, is going to be fun. Doesn't that sound fun though? It's but, like, they, but they have to have the bonus of getting the <clears throat> selfie with Okay, Chuck they've got to have the, okay. Can we, we got to get a photo of you to like have at the booth so that people know what you look like. <laughs> it's like you're looking for this man. <laughs> Watch, there's going to be like so a couple. So are you saying geologists aren't that resourceful? <laughs> I mean, I'm not that shy. You can find me online. No, that's true. We want to, you know, I just think it's like, what if you have a couple doppelgangers at the conference and then <laughs> you've got like these people going well, up to them like, excuse me, are you Chuck Yates? If Are you participating? Like, I need your, I need a photo Troy with you. Aikman, that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> no, but I think that's if they're fun. fat, I'm pissed. They don't get to go to dinner. <laughs> if it's a fat person, nope, not doing that. No, but that'll be fun. So, so we're excited to host that because you know, going to a conference can be a little nerve wracking. It can be intimidating, especially if you don't know anyone there. And so, hopefully, um, you know, this will put people mind people's minds at ease. So this is a this is a conference hack. This mm -hmm. is actually from my girlfriend. This is this is her deal uh, whenever she gets grouped together to go to a conference. Her deal, you know, you're nervous. You're going to a conference, not exactly sure. You're going to a cocktail party. This works the same way. Mm -hmm. Her deal is she always says, go in and save three people. And oh. by that, she means you walk in and there's the person over there by themselves. Well, they're obviously nervous too. go over and say hello. Yes. You know, you see the person by themselves over there, you go over there. And if you save three people I love at that. the at the end of the night 
a lot of people had a better time that night because of you. Yeah. And it's easy. You're not right. You're not trying to go up to the most popular person who's in the middle of the crowd. You're you're saving three people. I love that. Yeah. We might actually put that on. You work in, work that <laughs> work, in. Work it sure, into yeah. the booth. Yeah. Go and save some people. Well, I always encourage um, people, you know, when you're in line for or happy hour or when you're in line for the bathroom, just anywhere. I mean, you never know when you're going to make a connection, right? Just like look to your left, look to your right, look behind you. There might be someone standing there and just say, hey, how are you? Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> how do you like the conference? What, if, you know, what, what talks have you enjoyed? I don't know. Just spark up a, com- a conversation. Or start screaming Henry the Eighth. Yeah, or I just start singing yeah. a song <laughs> be perfect. in their face. But All right, so let's do this again real quick on the wrap. When is it again? So it's August 28th to September 1st. It's in Houston. It's at the George R. Brown. Yes. Very cool. Where? What's the website? Do you know the website that you can yes. go online to register? And I'll kind of bob and weave while you're looking it up to, uh, to yes. make sure we get it. Mm-hmm. Henry VIII, I am, I am. She would not marry a dick or a <laughs> Sam, so Henry VIII. God, Peter Noon was freaked out. Now- it's not as boomer a reference because he was the lead singer of Herman's Hermits back in the 60s, but okay. he was a DJ on VH1 in the 80s and early 90s. So I'm, okay. I'm technically Generation X. I am not a boomer. I want that noted for the record. I don't even know what generation I am because I feel like I'm in between that like digital natives and Gen Z or maybe those are the same thing. Have you heard of that? Digital I don't, natives? I don't know that. I kind of, the Gen X. Where is it? Okay, so while you're still looking, I'll tell the one other really cool uh, celebrity. I got a lot of cool celebrities. I have stories. a cool celebrity story. Oh. I've met Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, I've yes. never met Dwayne Johnson. This is I, awesome. I have a photo with him. No way. I do, yes. Um, it's my claim to fame. Every t- You know when you go to uh, an event or... Uh, you're starting a new job, whatever. You're like, you're like the new person and they're like, okay, tell us a fun right. fact about yourself. That's always my fun fact is that yeah. I've met Dwayne Johnson and then people always follow up with, okay, but now you got to tell us a story because you can't yeah. just say oh, like totally. you've met Dwayne and then You not can't say it on us. a podcast and not uh, tell the story. So you you keep looking. I'll go first. You find, or okay. did you find the website? I found it. <laughs> All right. Tell the website and then we're going to do rock, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay, so Image, which is uh, brought to you by SEG and AAPG, it's the International Meeting for Applied Geoscience and Energy. That's what Image stands for. It's happening at the George R. Brown Convention Center, August 28th to September 1st in Houston, Texas. And if you're interested in registering, you want to visit imageevent.org. Imageevent.org. Okay. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay, so... When I was, I think I was like 13, my uncle used to work at this gym in Burbank that a bunch of famous people would go to. And one of his coworkers worked in the movie business and he got um, tickets to the Hercules movie premiere. And so my uncles met all these famous people, like Steve Martin, all these famous people, this gym. But his friend was like, hey, like, I have tickets for the Hercules movie premiere and I can't go. And I think you and your niece would love this. So we're like, OK, great. So we go and the premiere is at the Chinese Theater in, oh, yeah. in L.A. Grom's 
Mm-hmm. Isn't it Grahams? Isn't Grahams? That, yeah, it's oh, is Grahams that what it's Chinese Theater. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's at the where Chinese Theater. Yes, where all the handprints. Hand yep, exactly. exactly. So we go to the Chinese movie theater and we're in, we have VIP tickets. So we're actually right across from the media. So like right across from us is like where all the media sets up to interview the different celebrities. And so, and we're right across from there and we're right on the railing. And so he is so nice. He actually, before he even went to like talk to the media, he was up and down the street, like meeting fans, autographing, whatnot. And so he finally comes over and, you know, he's doing his interviews and whatnot. And we're supposedly in the VIP section. I'm like, I'm going to meet Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, then they're telling us like, oh, he took too long saying hi to all the fans on the street. Like, you guys have to go in the theater. And I'm like, no, no, but like (laughs) he hasn't gone to us yet. And so they're like, no, no, you got to go into the theater. Like he's got it. He's going to finish up press and then, you know, he'll go inside and we'll watch the movie. And I'm like, no. So everyone moves like off of like kind of the area where they had us in. And I'm telling my uncle like, no, I want to get a photo with Dwayne. So everyone moved to go into the theater. But I ran back and I go, Dwayne, Dwayne. And he in the middle of an interview, like turned around and just saw me like this girl right. <laughs> right there. And he goes, oh, excuse me one moment. And he came over to me and I said, Twin, can I get a photo, please? And he goes, absolutely. And so he took a photo with me and they had given us these um, like because Hercules, it was like a like a big fist with like the Hercules logo on it. And you could stick your hand through it and, you know, pretend nice. like that it was like this huge fist. And so he signed that and we took the photo together and yeah, he's making a face like like in the photo. And then oh, he went so back cool. to, to do his interview. And it was so cool because one of my friends was, I guess, watching Entertainment Tonight that day or maybe the next day. And he goes, I saw you in the background, Entertainment Tonight. Like, I see you back there. <laughs> and so, so I got cool. to meet him and he was so nice. Yeah. Take a uh, lesson from Dwayne The Rock Johnson because a fan base, a community is built one member at a time. One member at a time. And he has a fan for life, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. No, he's super cool. And it's The Rock, and which is oh, so totally. fitting because yeah. I'm a geologist. <laughs> exactly. So I love that meme where it's Kid Rock, Chris Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> what a collection of yeah. rocks. Yeah. No, but that's, yeah, it was so fun. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And what a cool story in the podcast. Yeah. Song, a celebrity name sighting. I love that. Nicole, it was cool yeah. coming on. I'm looking forward to uh, Image. I think it'll be my uh, my first time at Image. Yes. I don't, I don't think I've ever gone. I'm so. excited for you to to come and see what it's all about. I'll, I'll wear my hoodie so that people can take take their picture with me. <laughs> yeah, be ready. I'm going to be somewhat coy and aloof. They're okay. going to have to earn it. You know, if we're going to go eat it, if five of us are going to go eat at Uchi with Kate, <laughs> then uh, they're going to have to earn it. They're going to have to have some decent BS. Right. That's all I'm saying. Okay. A simple, will you take a picture? We'll get a Is, no. Okay. But Okay, know, we'll let them know. A little bit of a twist, a little bit of a joke. Right, right. Yeah, we'll do that. I like it. You're going to be our celebrity yeah, exactly. at the conference. That's so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't say much about either of us, but anyway. <laughs> no, but I think that's a great idea. That'll be fun. Nicole, thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you.